What up, y'all? It's the Mildly Professional Podcast with Amber and Laura. And today, we have my brother Colby here today. Say hello, Colby. Yeah, what's up? Hello, Colby. He is my brother. He is about to graduate college. And so we figured we'd ask him some insider questions on what they are teaching the youngins today. And we did already record this episode, but the audio was terrible, as you might hear from episode six of our podcast. It wasn't the greatest. That also went into episode seven. So we are re-recording, and it'll be just as good as ever. Roll the intro. We got two gals from a college town, making memories, going through the business route. With a little experience, a whole lot of ambition, to go about their lives on a never-ending mission, to share their knowledge everywhere they go. Featured on today's episode is my brother Colby, who wrote and produced and created our intro song. So what you just heard is from him directly. That's me. (laughs) And how did you do it, Colby? How did you create that intro song? Well, you know, it was a whistle. It started out with a whistle (laughs) track, and you didn't like it, so I rewrote it and made it sound real cool. (laughs) Yeah, we were were at the beach, and I said, Colby, where's that intro song I paid you fifty dollars for? And you went, Well, I mean, I have. Something I have something I can show you, and I was like, "Okay, show me." And it was, and I was like, "What is that?" It was a. I think y'all called me or something and played it yes. for me, and I was like, "Oh, that's cute," because I didn't know what to you say. You were nice. I, Laura was nice. I said, "Absolutely not. We are redoing this all together." Hey, it was still better than anything I could have created. So to me, it was a ten out of ten. Well, okay, no, the story behind this is Amber paid me money to do it, and then three months later, I hadn't done it yet or even started on it, and then we were about to go on a family vacation, I was like, oh, crap, she's going to ask about this song. Oh, yeah. So I was at work, closing shift, with my laptop, recording something to show Amber. It's closing time. Isn't that a song? What yeah. is that song? Closing time. Yeah. That's the office. Okay, and cut, because we are not getting copyrighted. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good point. So, I don't know who's going to come after us. Honestly, I we're don't so know. tiny right now that, like, that would be... <laughs> they like, come after everybody. That's everybody. a good point. You're my YouTube stuff has been copyright claimed for, like, two views. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look. Oh, that's harsh. Well, we'll just try to stick by the rules. We'll be, we'll be real sticklers about it. But <clears throat> to start off today's episode, we are going to play a game called Who's Most Likely To? Does anybody know this game? Okay. <laughs> we picked some regular ones, but we'll see. I'm going to shuffle them up. Laura, why don't you read them? Okay. And then we'll see who we think is most likely to based on this card and why. Okay. <clears throat> Just wants to go home. Who do we think that is? <laughs> and why? <laughs> and why do we think that it's Laura? <laughs> <laughs> and why is it Laura? Well, as the person that does receive this card, I gotta say, I do always just want to go home. Really? Mm-hmm. But then you volunteer to come here. To my I house. enjoy coming places. Okay. Like, no, I have fun. It's just like there's the back of your brain that's always like bed. I just can go home right now. Just, I could. Like, I'm an adult. Yeah. I have an adult bed. Like, I can just go home. An adult bed. <laughs> it's not a twin bed. Like, I don't have an adult house. No, I have an adult bed. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically. Well, Laura said yesterday, she goes, well, I could come to you. So this is Thursday. Today's Friday. And then we're also hanging out on Saturday. She goes, well, I could come to you on Thursday. And I said, but you're already coming to me on Friday and Saturday. So that might be too much. Right. Because for <laughs> reference, I'm about 30 minutes out. Yeah. Depending on traffic. And me coming here was straight from work, which is an hour and a half from your house. So that's fun. Um, but, you know, I, going home is great. Yes. That's all I got to say. Going home is great. What's next? All right. Past revelations about life that lead to bouts of crying. Oh, goodness. And that's Amber. And why do we think that's Amber <laughs> Colby? <laughs> I was hoping that the next one would be one about Colby. Oh, no. No. I mean, really, that story that you told us before with, the, bra- with the bracelet and the diamond. Oh, please yeah. retell the story. <laughs> you want me to tell it? Yes, yeah, you tell the story. You tell it better than anyone. Of course. Okay, look. So, basically, one day. Once upon a time, I was walking into the mall with my mom and my two sisters. And there was a bracelet shop set up. And, you know, they always get me. 
because they had this like gold plate with expressions on it and then all these different colored gemstones that meant different things. So it wasn't just what was expressed on the bracelet, but it was also all these gemstones meant these different things and it was so beautiful. And I read this one. I'm getting flashbacks to what's in your pirate chest. Yes. <laughs> Gems. Gemstones. She's already tearing up, guys. <laughs> we, read this, we read this one and it said, you're a diamond, dear. They cannot break you. And I started crying. And my mom goes, are you going to be okay? Said, yeah. She goes, should I buy some of these for Christmas? And I went, yeah, I yeah. you should. <laughs> How old were you? This was junior year of college. Oh, wow. So I was 23. Yeah. 23? Yeah. I love that story so much. Probably 23. And I still have it to this day. And I read it quite a bit. Sorry, Sorry, our friend Shelby's texting us. Gosh, guys, silence your phone. I know. Be professional. What time is it? a literal switch on an iPhone. Whereas on my Android, I would have had to been like... Yeah. Tell her 8.30, between 8.30 and 8.45. Okay. That's fine. We can leave that in. We're, you know, we're making plans with people. But yes, I have revelations about life all the time. And we talked about Marco Polo on previous episodes. I will Marco Polo, Laura and Ashley all the time about... I just had this realization about life, mm-hmm. and it's going to change me forever, yeah. and I'm going to be a better person for it, mm-hmm. so that's all the time. And I didn't realize that wasn't normal until this game informed me <laughs> Called you out. that it was not. So, there's that. I love that. All right, next. Gets popcorn bucket from trash for free refills. This is where I feel like it's me and you. I was about to say, I feel like I could also fall into Yes, yeah, because there's I, no I'm, way in heck. They, <laughs> they always get me though with like you buy a large popcorn and you yeah. get a free refill, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, guys, we have to get the large popcorn, and mm-hmm. we eat half of it, mm-hmm. and we never get a free refill. There's no refills ever, and why are we like this? <laughs> were we? Because I don't think we were raised this way from our mom, because our mom was very frugal growing up, and she would probably just say, get the small. Nobody's gonna eat a large, right? Just get the small popcorn mm-hmm. and whatever. And our mom's also huge on you don't have to eat everything that you get anyway. You could just not finish it and be fine. You don't have to overfeed yourself. Um, but I also don't think that our dad really ever pushed us to get the large pop. But does he do that? Uh, he's like a best value kind of guy. And I feel like <laughs> that, that large popcorn is the best value if you're going to eat it all. And we're like, oh, yeah, it's like a challenge. Like, yeah, we're going to eat that popcorn. We're going to eat that popcorn. We're going to eat it and get a refill. Oh, because yeah. here's the thing. Just <laughs> eating the popcorn at first is a feat in and of itself. And then you have to get a refill. Mm-hmm. But I would fish it out of the bucket because, or out of the trash. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. especially those plastic ones that you can get like $1 refills forever or whatever. Okay, yeah. You can wash it. I, my heart couldn't do it. <laughs> Even washing it, the fact that it was in the trash just like disturbs really? me. I have yeah. a thing. It's, oh my gosh. It's weird. I don't know what it is, but I have a thing about like wrappers or any kind of trash and gross me out like to the point of like I will literally start gagging if somebody were to like put like a Twix wrapper on me I know about stickers because when we got home from TJ Maxx once I was like I'm just gonna go ahead and take all the stickers off of everything for you yeah (laughs) she said thank you so much because I hate those stickers does it just feel is it a like a feeling it's a texture thing but it's also just like a mental like something about it being dirty but it's not like but my brain says that it is and so I've got to be it's my husband makes fun of me a lot, but <laughs> Aww, he's, he's still really nice. He won't, like, I'll be like, please take it, please take it. Like, the other day, there was a piece of plastic, um, like, fr- like saran wrap type plastic in one of my drawers that I was cleaning out. I have no idea where it came from. I'm normally a lot more careful than that to allow such a thing in my drawer. And I, w- and I like, instantly picked it up and I, like, chucked it. I was like, get it. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Trent's so good with that stuff, He too. is. He's just... What about, like, cups? Like, cups from restaurants? Is that, like, chill? No, that's fine. Yeah. Like, as long as it was hers to begin with, right? Not somebody else's. Yeah. Well, because I remember going to, like, football games growing up, mm-hmm. and we'd get, like, the stadium cups, and my dad and I would walk around and grab people's cups. Oh, and yeah. I don't and know. we'd empty them out and then wash them. We'd have, like, six or seven souvenir cups. cost, like, $10 at the stadium. You know, Laura could never. I, yeah, I'm trying to think, like, <laughs> and try to rationalize. But I know. I know. <laughs> it's a me problem. Any kind of plastic or sticker, anything like that, just... Mm. Germophobe. All right, next is thinks they're a philosopher after one drink. That's me. That's you. I I know the one that also cries about 
revelations and stuff is also yes. a philosopher. Doesn't that track? I feel like that tracks. It's it like quarter life crises. After, after <laughs> like, ah. I've loved that lately. Everybody's saying happy quarter life crisis. Yeah. Twenty fifth birthday. I think that that's genius. That's where I'm about to be in the week. Or no, yeah. not even a week. Wow. Like Monday. Monday. It's coming up. I it's thought about up. ordering you flowers to be delivered on your birthday for when I inevitably forget that it is your birthday on Monday. When What's I it? know that it's your birthday on Monday, but I will forget to tell you happy birthday. It's a gift. It's fine. <laughs> I know, now that we've had our honesty scone, see episode, I don't know, three about that. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had our honesty scone and I know it's just, just a quirk. <laughs> All right. We got builds a fort and sleeps in it for a week. I gave that to Colby. Oh, that that's me. That's, that's when that was me. <laughs> and why is the idea of a fort so attractive? Well, I'm, I mean, growing up, of course, I made forts as a kid. And right, stuff. sure. But, okay, honestly, I've been a real sucker for tent beds. Have you guys ever, those, those like, those tents that go on top of a regular bed? Like a canopy? No, no, I mean, kind, not really. It's like, growing up, I had that, there was like a Lightning McQueen uh, t- tent, like on, on my twin size bed. Okay. It, it would, like, strap underneath the mattress, and it was, like, a tent. You'd zip it, and then go in and, and zip it down, oh and you'd be, like, in on, like in a tent on your bed. And they make adult versions of it. I do think I had it. one of those, yeah. but, like, we didn't use it on the bed. Like, we used it kind of separate thing. Like, they make, they make adult right. ones of it, and I'm like, I, want, I really kind of want one, but they're, like, hundreds of dollars. And I'm like, bro. Colby oh. was obsessed with Lightning McQueen, Buzz Lightyear. Aww. What else? Power Rangers at one point. Pokemon, I'm still addicted to. Oh, yeah, Pokemon. The new Pokemon mm-hmm. game just came out, and I've played way too much. I remember when we got Pokemon Diamond and Pearl and then switched. We both played both games all the way through on go. our on Nintendo DS when it had the touch screen, and that was such a cool feature. That was so cool. Oh the my chat gosh. room on the DS. Yeah. Or oh, the, oh, yeah, Picto chat. Yeah, the Picto <laughs> chat. <laughs> and it's so funny. I saw, like, a relatable TikTok the other day where it was, like, somebody spent the time completely using the stylus to completely black out that chat box and then using the eraser tool to yes. send a message and then you just keep copying and doing that over and over again. And I was like, that is so relatable. Like, I just got transported back to, like, 2008. That's wild. No, I oh remember being in a Ruby Tuesday and doing picture chat and yeah. some random person came on oh, and yeah. had, like, a rainbow stylus and I still, to this day, have no idea how they made rainbow stuff happen. <laughs> I was like the things that keep you up at night. Right. I was just, my jaw dropped. Like what is how? <laughs> I always this? wanted that experience. I never got a random stranger. Oh really? I never did, and that was always one of my goals. But like we had a rule, no, like at the dinner table, we weren't allowed to have anything like that. So mm-hmm. like I never got that moment. Oh, that was our rule too. That is. Yeah. <laughs> because you're the favorite. It's fine. Oh, yeah. that is not true. I'm your favorite son. <laughs> The favorite son, because there's only one of you, so it's not fair. Yeah, yeah there's, that's there's three why. Of you, so y'all can ne- y'all can never have that title. Right, that's, that's why fair. you're the favorite because you're the <laughs> only boy, and yeah. boom, automatically at the top. And then last but not least, goes to Taco Bell sober, and that is me and Amber for sure. Colby is 100% that. Hundred percent me. Is, is yep. that you? Okay. I don't understand why this is the card because who goes to Taco Bell only when they're drunk? I mean, there are a, a percentage of the population. I'm sure that. A, pertains to because you know some people are very health conscious i'm sorry taco (laughs) bell is healthy i will fight you on that they have lettuce they got beans (laughs) they got sour cream cheese that sour cream yes well i will fight with you that all fast food is unhealthy but okay but (laughs) you know that's fine it's fine that's an argument for another day it's basically a salad on a taco wrapped in a tortilla if it's fried it's unhealthy if it's taco bell it's unhealthy i mean i can't deny it's all that, processed yes okay so there's that exactly, yes. yeah go get a salad instead of a taco with lettuce i mean healthy get a taco and put some lettuce on it <laughs> <laughs> that was oh my gosh my mom used to quote this episode of fraser where apparently he was trying to lose weight mm-hmm. but then he weighed in and weighed more and oh, he goes no. i don't understand i added a salad to every, every meal, meal. <laughs> my dad loves that one yes yes we love fraser oh my house. gosh Buys Happy Meal for toy only. I feel like that's me. Really? <laughs> I literally have two McDonald's toys on my desk in my apartment back in Jacksonville. Then it's so precious. Definitely I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not me. I have never purchased a Happy Meal just for a toy. Nope. Well, I, I do the same thing with Chick-fil-A. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get this kid's meal and get this cute little book that comes with it. <laughs> literally yesterday I went disc golfing and I, I got it and I got the toy and I threw the book back at Tucker and he was reading it and gave me fun facts about animals. 
like, love like that. why why do elephants have really large ears? It's something to do with their like warmth and stuff and whatever. Aww. Oh, that's so cute, the elephants. The elephants. Well, then it's like, I, re- I remember, so who remembers growing up? I think it was Chick-fil-A in their Happy Meals had cassette tapes for... I think it was Chick-fil-A. Yes. It was for... Chick-fil-A, but it was not called a Happy Meal. <clears throat> no, it was not a Happy Meal. <laughs> no, no, no. We are no. not saying that Chick-fil-A meals are Happy Meals. <laughs> no, okay. we don't want to get sued. No, thank you. But I remember cassette tapes of those different stories. I remember the one about um, Icarus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was one. Was and 100%. then 100% Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Next one. Is obsessed with how they look in photos. <clears throat> that okay, is not me. Not me either. 100%. Okay. I, I take a photo and I'm, I'm just fine. <laughs> obsessed not in the good way, but in the like, I'm overanalyzing every mm-hmm. detail of it. Laura has every every right to be obsessed with how she looks in photos, though, because we took a ton of pictures together. She didn't say a dang thing, right? She was like, I'm going to be committed to these photos look good, and we're moving on with life. Mm-hmm. And then later we realized in every single picture she had her hair flipping out in front of her eye. <laughs> and there's always a reason <laughs> that I, like, overanalyze, because there's always the one time I don't. Right. Something wonky looking. And it's not even that, oh, you look bad. It's just, right. we really could have just put that piece of hair behind, <laughs> behind everything long else. Long hair props. You can't, I can't help it. Yep. But also, I mean, I feel like this, this card is more of just, like, along the lines of females than men. I've, I don't think I've really no, met yeah. like, one of my guy friends who's like, yeah, I care. Like, oh my gosh, make sure I look good this angle, right? But every girl takes me, oh my gosh, golden hour? Um, yeah, golden hour. <laughs> And I just, like, recently took pictures of my girlfriend, and I, we, I, I thought all of them were so cute. And she was like, nope, double chin. Yep. Uh, <laughs> nope, nope, eyes uh, look weird. Nope. And I was like, I think these all look great. You're so my husband right now. That's Aww. the same, where he's like, that was so cute. And I'm like, ugh, oh, God, <laughs> get it out of my face. Let's redo. <laughs> I just told, I was, so I'm going to take pictures probably on Valentine's Day before I go out to dinner. And I just said, I'm going to look up poses. Yeah. So that I actually know what to do because every time I go, okay, let's take a picture together, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I have no idea. So I'm looking up poses that are going to be good and I'm going to be prepared this time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that none of that happens. So that I'm not like, oh, I look weird in that and that angle and this. Nope. I know it's going to be good. Here you go. And we can move on with life. Love that. All right. Okay. Well, I guess that was a fun icebreaker, but Colby, now you're in the hot seat. Yep. It's awesome. all you, man. You are in the hot seat. So you should tell us. You don't have to give any specific details about your life because we will probably bleep it out anyway. But basically, you're in college. Mm-hmm. You're a senior. Yeah. You're about to graduate. Yeah. What do you major in? in? And how did you figure out that's what you were going to major in? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm a finance major. And uh, I chose that because it seemed like nobody else wanted to do it. There you go. That's okay. And, you know, it could have <laughs> been a good thing or a bad thing. You know, good thing, I was like, I'm going to be different because I went to this thing. I knew I wanted to major in business. I was like, I can't, I, I love music and business. I was like, I can't major in music. I don't want to be a teacher. K- kids scare me. Um, <laughs> and so I went to the, I went on the, like, our orientation day, whatever, went to like the, the business place. And they were, the, it was, they called like our go fest or our go day. Like, let's go freshmen. And it was yeah, all like cute. hype and stuff. And then like, okay, uh, go to your respective majors. Like we know you're all business majors, but if you want to do marketing, go here. If you want to do, you know, management, go here. If you want to do entrepreneurship, go here. Yeah, because business is a, Broad, spectrum. very broad. Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they said finance people, and like two people stood up out of like a hundred. And I looked at that. And I was like, Let's go do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we went up, I mean, also, I mean, he was telling me, you know, finances are basically in everything. But finance is cool, and I like math. Hello, everybody. This is Amber from the future. I am inserting this brief audio clip in because my brother is talking about how he decided to major in finance. Um, as part of his business degree. And he mentioned not doing music because he didn't want to teach. And when I talked to my dad about it, um, my dad remembers a little bit different of a story that I think is a little bit more insightful to this situation. So what happened was my brother was trying to decide if he wanted to major in business, but he mentioned to my dad, he might want to major in music. And my dad said, well, are you interested in being a music teacher? And my brother said, no. And my dad said, okay, so if you go for a music degree, what you would end up using your music degree for is most likely being a music teacher. So maybe a better decision would be to major in business and pick a component of business. Um, That would be a really good 
career move so that he could still pursue music, but then also have a degree in something that allowed more opportunities than sort of being pigeonholed into just music. And while you can use your major to do a lot of different things, it would just be easier to have a degree that automatically set you up in business since that was his alternate path anyway. So basically my dad just wanted to make sure that everybody understood that that's where the conversation came from. And then that day, I'm sure my brother thought, Hey, look, not a lot of people are going to finance. I'll for sure do that now because I want to take the path least traveled, but they had had multiple discussions leading up to that moment to create the best possible decision for him. And I know that he is grateful to have that education now, and we will see where Colby goes in the future. Okay. Back to your scheduled programming. Thank you. It's all involved. And I've heard feedback recently being in the professional landscape that management or higher ups and companies really like to see that you have finance experience because it means you understand the interworkings of the business on a financial level, which is highly important because ultimately what your business is doing is trying to make money. Yeah. Yes. All this other stuff is really important, but it's all to drive goals to make money. Yeah. So if you understand finance, you are good to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yep. So you chose finance. I did. And and I love that it's uh, the path least traveled. And yeah. you're like, yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> like, I just love that that was your deciding factor was well, that less people. But me too, there. though. I would be like, where is like, yeah, where is the least amount of people? That's where I want to fill a void. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was I finance and accounting. And, and, and any time, because they kind of go hand in hand. You know, one's focusing sure. on the past or the future. And one's just focusing on the past. Accounting's yeah. focusing on the past. But um, also, you tell people, they ask what your major is, and they're like, you know, a marketing major or a management major. And you're like, yeah, I'm a finance major. They go, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or accounting, like, oh, I'm even sorrier. Yeah. Right. <laughs> accounting is even worse. And even when Laura and I started our MBA and I saw that we were going to have to take a finance class, I went, oh, I'm going to need help with that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Finance 301 is a doozy. Oh. I, still, I love all my other finance classes I've done great in. Finance 301, I just couldn't focus. It was during COVID, though. So everything was online, and I had to sit there with my friend on my couch. And we were sitting there with it streamed to my TV, listening to this guy with a monotone voice Ooh. talking for two hours. Ooh. And then we'd take tests that were underlocked. What and a I great was like, time. I understand, and I remember what I learned, but at the same time, I, I hated every bit of it. Yeah. You should be a finance teacher and be more interesting. Well, actually, no. The funny thing is that guy is actually really interesting, because I have him now for my finance seminar, my senior seminar, and yeah. he's dope. He's a great <laughs> guy. He jokes around with us. He, he's, he, he's one of those professors who's tenured, but is still really cool. I've had okay. professors who were tenured and just gave up. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then just, just voiced their opinions and made their tests based off their opinion. But, so you were, you decided finance, you do all this stuff. You have this really cool professor. You're doing good. Yeah, doing great. Yeah. So what, what has college done to prepare you for moving into the workforce post-grad? So, kind of. <laughs> I remember this question from the last podcast that we did. Right, that got corrupted. Oh, Please man. tell us the truth. Do not modify it. Yeah, I struggled to answer the question. I mean, college in general, like overall, I've learned a lot. I feel like a lot from my professional fraternity that I'm in, and especially now being the the vice president of professional activities on top of the vice president of community or not community service, my bad, vice president of chapter operations. I mean, I, I get to plan the events and plan who gets to come speak to us. I've learned a lot just from the people that I've talked to. I'm specifically targeted people like that. We're going to help you to uh, build the resume. We just I just had a lady talk this past Tuesday about like starting up a business and how the small business department at our school can help with that. Um, another guy, the dean of our school, came and talked about the you know building our business building because it got destroyed and they they rebuilt it and from about, a tornado. From a tornado, oh, yes. Oh lord. <laughs> It, it, it wrecked everything. And he was talking about, you know, budgeting and figuring out that because they were told they would have, like, I don't know, 70 or $80 million. And the next thing you know, they finished everything. They're like, yeah, the other buildings took a little more money than we thought, so we got $30 million for you. And the dean was like, okay, where's the rest of it? Right. So they had to, that's why the business, I didn't know that, but that's why our business building took so long to, to get back up was because they had to keep trying to get funding for it. Because wow. it was literally just, like, staircases. They yeah. just had, like, staircases in the, in the open. <laughs> And nothing for two years. Oh, my god! Because we were promised a business building after yeah. uh, my second year of college. Wow. And we didn't get it till literally this year, this semester, really. But, uh, but yeah, those professional events have, you know, helped me and prepared me for that. On top of that, the little seminars that they host in, uh, at our school, 
sometimes a lot of people come in and talk about, um, I guess business owners come and talk about, you know, how they got to where they were and stuff like that. But in just my general classes, you don't really learn uh, a lot in regards to setting yourself up for that. So it's kind of just if you're part of that fraternity, but then if you weren't part of any of those, you wouldn't necessarily be getting that career advice? Yeah, because it's more like my classes are preparing me for the, I guess, the conceptual stuff and all of the tedious things I'm going to be doing in my job when I get there and the extra stuff that you do on top of that to kind of form you as a person, you know, like the, the fraternity that I'm in or the other uh, events that I go to, those are more to help you, to help prepare you for that future and the career fairs that they host that I never go to. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm always so busy. maybe that's part of the problem. Okay, maybe. I- I'm very busy. I'm very, I'm very active on campus. I have to pick and choose where I go. Right. Yeah. So what would you say, given your whole college experience, if you were to go into an interview, what are right now, before talking to us, the top three things you'd prepare for an interview with? Top three things. Um, I would, okay, I would definitely look up a lot of facts about the company. Good job. Right, okay. Good answer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, Mama got one right. Um, okay, yeah, I'd look up stuff about the company, look at their, um, I guess, their their plan or whatever, mm-hmm. their, their business plan. Um, there, there's a form, I forget what it's called, but it shows their, like, statistics from, like, last quarter or whatever mm-hmm. and shows how annual the... Annual report. And yeah, like an annual report, like how the business is doing, knowing what their numbers are, their projections how they've grown or how they haven't grown. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Well, mm. Stuff like stuff like that. And then... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I guess... <laughs> the, <laughs> the the second one would be knowing current events because mm-hmm. they, they harp on that, that that'll always trip you up. If you know so much, you feel like you're prepared for an interview and then they throw in a question like, how do you feel this past election went? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I remember you brought this up last time and I had never thought about that before, but it is really important to be good at small talk in an interview yeah. and be prepared for knowing those little things. And you can bring them up yourself. So let's say you're not prepared for everything. You could even say, you know, they ask you how your week went. Oh, yeah, it went really good. I mean, I heard about this blah, blah, blah that happened in wherever. And yeah. you can kind of incorporate what you already know. And then they'll be impressed by that or start a conversation up about it, at least. Which, and if somebody, if the company is asking me, how do you feel about the past election? Like, that's red flag, number one. Like, if you want to start that argument, you know, that says something about the company. Well, my bad. No, you're good. I was just, they probably won't ask that. No, you're good. How do you feel about uh, what happened? Like, I know at some point uh, in the past couple months or whatever like ports were closed or whatever Mm -hmm. and it it stopped a lot of stuff being shipped into the Mm -hmm. u.s and that affects every business who's trying to get you know parts or something our dad you know operations and stuff he he kind of struggled to get all that stuff in like he did a fantastic job managing it and all that but i mean he had to work on that and know what was happening and he was able to predict things before they even happened he was like yeah we're gonna have a shortage for this we're not this that and that he was on top of it so the company didn't suffer but i know if you don't know the current events if you're not staying up to date and you're like in a financial position and then all of a sudden something crashes and you're not yeah. prepared, you can get fired for that. And for that industry, knowing specifically, because I guess we all, everybody in my family at this point works in trucking, I guess. So, <laughs> you know, they might ask me about, well, yeah, what do you think about the part shortage? And I could have literally no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. Or I could sound really intelligent about it. Yeah. And that's a good thing for an interview, even in general. Just make sure you understand the question. It's okay to rephrase it and repeat it back to an interviewer and say, is this what you're asking me for? Because I've had multiple times where I had no idea what they were asking me for. Yeah. And had to go, okay, is this what you're asking for? Or do you want an example of this? And then they can kind of guide you in that direction. Oh, yeah. And see, that's good that you did it because that was my third point. Okay. That was, you know, go into the interview, be yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you don't understand the question, tell them you don't understand the question and Mm -hmm. just figure out what they're looking for don't don't just like try to come up with an answer and then just be completely wrong and make a fool out of yourself you like you know i understand this part of the question what do you mean by this or whatever i mean they like people that's i've even fully answered a question once and then went actually now that i think about it i don't think that's what you were asking me for <laughs> and they went no but i liked your answer <laughs> that was a good one but nope i meant this i said i got it now okay here you go sometimes it takes your brain a second but colby mm-hmm I want to, I want to, before I forget, okay. last time you talked about something that I want you to talk about again. Uh, I feel like I know where this is going. Yep. <laughs> where did you hear advice about matching your belt to your shoes? That's just, 
That's just the way they said to do it. They were like, you can't wear a brown belt and black shoes, and you can't wear brown shoes. Wait. You can't wear black <laughs> shoes and a brown belt. Sorry, I, I mixed those up. But, but yeah, you, they said just don't mix and match that kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. know, but I think nowadays, it's now that more, I guess, millennials are getting into the management space mm-hmm. and whatever, and the, um, the older people are kind of retiring, and everybody's going to this newer generation. I mean, I even heard from that professor I like in my finance seminar, mm-hmm. uh, I heard from him that uh, he's got a son who works in hit, at Hibbit Sports, and their work attire, it's the, you know in Atlanta, but the one they have in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but um, their, work, their work attire is just athletic stuff. Huh. They can wear whatever they want to wear. They're not yeah. in tuxes and stuff. They're literally in gym shorts and shoes, and they play basketball on their lunch yeah. breaks. And wow. I mean, that's awesome, and it's just the new, the new age. It's like it doesn't really matter, I guess, what you're wearing. Well, it's, it's whatever works for you, right? Like, I just got done, I, a couple weeks ago, I was talking to somebody from work about that. When I work from home, I'll wear leggings. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about that for something different. Because her thing was she has to get up, put on professional clothes, sit mm-hmm. down at her desk, close the door, yeah. be like she's in an office because she works fully remote. Wow. But yeah. when I have days that I work from home, I write stuff. So let's say I have to write an employee spotlight. I'll save it yeah. for a day that I'm at home because I know that I write my best papers with my feet propped up. Can't tell you why. Okay. Don't know why. Let's Has learn. always been this way. In college, I would bring over a chair and prop my feet up, and I would write my full paper, and it would be amazing, and I would make an A. If my feet were down, game over, not going to happen. I did not know this about you. I don't know why. I, I bet it's a why. blood flow thing. Like, it gets your heart rate, it, you know, like you lift up your feet when your heart rate, your blood pressure is too low. So you lift huh. your feet up to get more blood kind of pushed back towards your chest. So I thought it was mental, Ooh, but maybe it is that. physical. You know, scientific could, in here. And watch right. that be like people list, like a nurse listening and what the heck is um, she talking about? And the reviews. She was wrong about this. I know. And, but like, I know that when my blood pressure tanks, that's what I got to do. Put my feet up because it pushes that blood flow back. I so. love, I do my best work with my feet up, which is why... I know we're going to talk again about professionalism in the future, but why it's so frustrating when you're in an office that it's not acceptable to, you know, put your feet up on your desk because I just write my best work you with should get my feet up. One of those under the desk hammocks that exist that you hook on either side of your desk and then your feet can like hang and swing under the desk. I did not know that was a thing that I will have to look into it. Mm-hmm. If I'm ever fully in the office, I will need to look into that because yes. I just need my feet to be up There you go. to do my best work. But I just thought that was funny because last time we recorded this podcast, I had asked Colby, you know, what was the most important takeaway from the seminar that you had about preparing for an interview? <laughs> and he said that your belt needs to match your shoes. And Laura and I were just thinking, this is why we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so not the main takeaway, right? I mean, they, they talk about things like, um, I mean, they'll send people away immediately. They don't even get to talk or anything. They'll just be like, they'll look at them, take one look yeah. and be like, nope doesn't match and what or was they'll it? laugh at somebody oh like as they walk out of the interview or as oh. the next person's walking in because that's the perspective yes. i got yeah or somebody walking back in and they're laughing and they they talk like looked at this person who i talked to or came and talked to us and they said did you see what that last person was wearing oh my gosh and she was like no they said he was wearing brown shoes and a black belt and they just started cracking How up catty. I, was like, I was like oh i don't want that to happen to me no well, and I, just it reminds in. Me of, I don't know if you saw this story when it happened. It was probably like a year ago. This actor was doing a Zoom um, a Zoom audition. And it was like a well-known-ish actor, young. And he was on Zoom, and he had his camera up. And you could see in the background what his apartment looked like. Which, you know, it's like a Los Angeles tiny cheap apartment. You know, so it's not very pretty, but like, whatever. And the people didn't know that their mic was on. So they were just, like, saying, see, these poor people, you know, living in these poor, janky apartments. And, like, oh going on about his house. And he said, yeah, I know my apartment is but, you know, hire me so I can afford a better one. And they oh were like, gosh. oh, my God, I am so sorry. It <laughs> They're was like, oh, now we got to hire him. <laughs> yeah, honestly, they had a whole thing. It came out, like, the director had to come on Twitter and, like, do a public apology because he just wow. shamed this guy wow. and the guy posted it on his twitter he had recorded it i guess to watch himself back for later so he posted it on twitter like 
don't you love when directors just talk crap about your apartment? <laughs> I mean, look, the amount of times that I've had to tell people you're not on mute is crazy. And then mm-hmm. there's that girl on, um, or that woman on TikTok who does, um, he, she covers that story. Somebody said all of all, you know what I'm talking about, right? No, I'm thinking of something different. Oh gosh. I know <laughs> all, like all meetings are going to be held virtually in 2022 or whatever. We're on the verge of having most meetings being virtual and this one girl, one woman who works in IT um, will put in her notes app on her phone different requests that she gets that day for IT oh, issues. Yeah. Oh, and no. they're just dumb. Oh. And she goes, I don't think the world is ready to have all meetings be. And I go, I agree, because yeah. I still have to tell people how to join calls yeah. or that your mic's not on mute or you have an echo and you need to fix it from these reasons and whatever. So how are we supposed to have all of our calls be virtual? I don't understand. <laughs> Awkward. You're not on mute. No, you're not on mute. <laughs> or your camera's on. Please put some pants or on. Something's, or something's wrong and you have to call in mm-hmm. and then they forget they have to mute on their phone. Oh, no. So that's part of it. Yes. Oh, so nice. I've definitely, yep. I'm mm-hmm. sure some people have, like, gone to the bathroom yeah. and have, like, done all sorts of weird things. And, Colby, what are you planning to do after you graduate? That's a really good question and I get asked it a lot. isn't that so how do you feel about that question do you feel like you are starting to figure it out or you wish everybody would just stop asking and you'll figure it out when you get there what are your i need people to push me i mean (laughs) i I mean i'm just i'm here i'm not necessarily being lazy but i'm focusing a lot on other things that aren't for my future they're just stuff that's happening in the present like finishing up some things for college and trying to trying to just graduate in general. Yeah. Then on top of that, I need to be you know putting out resumes, applying places, and I've had a couple in some places. I haven't heard back from others, mm-hmm. and um, just kind of waiting until I get the motivation to <laughs> to fix my resume. That That's the big really thing. Hard. My resume, yeah. it's like it's like it's cool, but I need to get a better one. Well, oh you gosh. come to the right place. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what we do. Send it our way. But I, I do understand what you're saying. And there is a lot of pressure when there is time, especially if you have a place that you can fall back on, you know, and you have a place that you can live. And I know we didn't joke about this earlier, but we were joking about Colby living in um, living in a permanent fort because I've confined him to a corner of the basement. Oh, and yeah, um, thanks for moving back in. Yeah, <laughs> I came back and kicked him into the corner. I went from a queen bed to a twin rollaway bed <laughs> that I used at college, and my dad took a nap on and immediately told my mom, no, we got to get him a better bed. And oh. I'm back on that bed oh. without the pad on it anymore. So now it's just even worse. Oh. Okay, first of all, two weekends out of the month only. Second of all, the pad is in the closet if you want it. Mom just put it over there. I don't know why. Oh, the pad didn't fit on the bed. It kept falling off. Oh, gosh. It didn't fit the bed. So it would, like, hang over, and then I'd, like, almost fall off the bed. Or I'd hit this thing in the middle of the night, this little, what do you call that? The, clo- the, clo- so, the clothing guard? So we put up a room divider. Room divider. Mm-hmm. We put up a room divider. Like a little, one of those changing room divider things with a stabilizer on it mm-hmm. that I made fun of my mom for putting a stabilizer on it. And now we realize it was very necessary because everybody runs into the room divider. Yeah. Do you hear that in the middle of the night? No. Almost every night I'll wake up and just boom, I'm, I'm kicking that thing. I'm like, oh my gosh. He says every night, the four nights out of the month that he sleeps <laughs> in this bed. No, I come back some other times. Like breaks and stuff. Okay, so over Christmas break, I had that thing. During that COVID, was, I had that thing. Would the couch just be more comfortable? At Honestly, this rate, at this yeah, yeah at this rate, yeah. I might just lay on the couch. So Christmas yeah. break was the hardest hurdle to get over, but because all of us had COVID, it really just ended up being fine. Because mm. we yeah. were all ended up having to be segregated anyway. It was fun being isolated for five days. Nobody bothered me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm an introvert, but <laughs> yeah, word. Oh <laughs> Can't relate. Can't relate. That's the second time I've used the word word in response to something word. somebody has said and i don't know who this person is but well look stop. <laughs> colby do you feel prepared to enter into the workforce or what information would you need to feel more confident about entering into the workforce um i don't know i mean i feel i feel pretty confident i don't hear it at all <laughs> i feel like maybe Kind of, I'll be kind of, sort of confident. I mean, maybe. yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the best answer I can give like, because I mean, like, like theoretically, I feel like if I went into an interview right now, I'd be fine because I've had a bunch of interviews for internships and stuff in the past, and they went really well. I was just myself, and if I didn't know anything, you know, I would just say that and be myself. But now, I mean, a part of me is kind of scared going to a, a 
big boy interview like for a big boy job <laughs> yeah it's gonna be different and i'm not gonna get that grace i did as an intern right so that that's the thing i but also i i overly stress about everything so i'll be overly prepared for anything i go into I do it with every single test I take. I wait till the last possible second to take the test because I'm either I'm like procrastinating mm-hmm. and then like jamming everything into my brain right before the test and yeah. dumping information onto it like a like a sheet of paper. <laughs> yeah. Or like I'm just overly studying and studying and then I take this test and it's the easiest thing I've ever taken. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is a good quality, but I stress myself out. But that's why though. It's only easy because of all that work you put into it, right? No, no. Some really? of the, some of them is just common sense and I put way too much into it. Uh-huh. I see that the test is honor locked and I get scared. I have, like severe anxiety. I'm like, oh, gosh. oh my gosh. And the test I'm about to, I got to take a test tonight uh, oh, for, for operations management. But homie doesn't even let me use scratch paper. I think I told you this over the phone. Yeah. I have to open up a blank. It's honor locked. And I have to open up a blank Excel sheet and write with my mouse. So if I need to write down a formula, oh, like, and because and, it's hard for me to do it with the keyboard because some formulas yeah. are like, this over over that and they're like different yeah. numerals and numerals variables stuff like that and i like have to have to write it and yeah. i use my ipad for that i take notes and stuff and i write it out and it's perfect and then i go in here and it looks like gibberish i'm trying to get back on my notes and i'm like i don't know what you want from me dude <laughs> just let me take a blank sheet of paper show you on the screen right. and then write on it yeah issues with covid post virtual situations right yeah i know but i just i can't relate to brain dumping everything the night before when I had tests, I had to I had to interact with the content every single day, and then study like a week prior every day, and then take the test. At that point, I would make an A. No, well, it's it's, it's just formulas. It's only math based classes I do it in because it's like the flow rate equals this over this for like tonight's test, and I just have to have that in my brain. I don't remember it off the top of my head because I gotta go brain dump. But um, <laughs> I, like I have Can't that, I'll, I'll get that in my head, and then I'll write all the formulas out that I can remember. Like right before I hit begin test, I'm going to be looking at those formulas. And then I'm going to hit begin test. I'm going to go into Excel. Yeah. Right with, my, right with my mouse. Do everything I can. And then I'm going to focus on the test. That's painful to write with your mouse. Yes. Like when you have to sign stuff with your mouse too. It's the worst. That's horrible. If I could find out how to use my iPad, I would. But... So wait, Colby, what are you going to do? Okay. You're going to graduate. Or yes. even right now. I already mm-hmm. helped you with your LinkedIn a little bit. Yeah. So you have that. And I thought my LinkedIn was good until you <laughs> picked it apart. Yeah. I said, hold on. What is all this? So it was cute. you have a LinkedIn. I've helped you with that a little bit. But where are you applying for jobs? So far, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. I've thought about it. Great. All right. That's, That's a great a start. start. Yeah. But no, no, no. I mean, I mean, main thing is I just haven't come around to, to doing it. It's like put, pushing it off till the last possible second. But do you know where is. where will you? Yes, I want to work in like corporate Atlanta or okay. in you know Charlotte, North Carolina. Is it North Carolina? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh, I get those <laughs> confused. I, sometimes I say Charlotte, South Carolina, and I look like an idiot. Charlotte, North Carolina, <laughs> or like Tennessee, somewhere around there. Just these yeah. big like Nashville, these like bigger cities okay. that have a bunch of corporate level positions and jobs, so that I can get myself a little cubicle. So you're not, life. so you're not tethered to Atlanta. You kind of want to branch out, maybe go outside of. Well, oh, if you went right. to Nashville, you could do more music stuff there too. True. I mean, it's really wherever will hire me. So also, Colby does he does a lot of music, yeah, obviously, because he did an intro song and you heard that. So he's got a couple different paths he could go on. Right? Mm-hmm. He could go pursue music. He could do corporate America. He could try both. So there's all kinds of different options. But I think. The, the main point that we wanted to, to talk about today was that it's really okay that you don't have it all figured out. Yeah. Especially and since I got loving parents who said, I could stay here for a year rent yeah. free after <laughs> What a blessing, man. Yay for that. Me taking my year now at 25. Yeah. Amber literally graduated college and said, deuces, I'm going to Minnesota. Yeah. And we were like, okay. Alrighty. And then barely saw her, and then all of a sudden, hey, I'm taking over your room. Yep. <laughs> any bed, your really nice, comfy bed. Look, hey, I call it, it's called payback. This has come full circle. Payback. Here's what happened. So when I was, a little petty. when I was graduating high school, okay, and I was going into college in our old house, I had a room with its own bathroom, and I had been there since fourth grade, Okay. And then my parents said, you can have that room for the first year of college so that you don't feel too displaced in our home. And I said, thank you so much, mom and dad. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And then 
immediately after I graduated high school, they said, actually, never mind. It makes more sense for Colby to have that room. So you can move into the other room that Colby's in, and then you're going to share a bathroom with your sister. And I said, okay, but we can do that when I move to college. And my mom went, no, how about now? Oh. And I said, oh, okay. That was a fun time. And I hated it. Yeah. So much. Well, I had that room at first. It wasn't I the first one and I had that room? And we switched. Because I had a nightmare. Yeah, and Colby. I hated that room. Colby had a nightmare that I guess our grandmother had turned different colors in the closet no, 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 or something. No, no, it wasn't that nightmare. It was that nightmare. <laughs> this, 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 this was the other one, the vampire Elmo in the in the bathtub, because yeah. every section of that closet was a portal that led somewhere different. Oh, no. oh all the baskets that you had in there. Well, it was like sections. It was like the shelving unit to the left was one portal. The dresser section was another portal, and then the part to the right of the No, dresser. but that wasn't in there yet. You just had baskets in there. Oh, and there you must said, have been the baskets. Yeah, all the, all the baskets were portals. I remember specific dreams of Colby's that spooked him. It was one with oh. our grandmother. And then, yes, the Elmo one. And so I said, fine, I'll switch rooms with you. But I had been downstairs. When we switched rooms, we went from upstairs to downstairs. We both still had our own bathrooms. True. It was just getting you out of the room with the big closet because you didn't like the closet anymore. Yeah. And then he moved upstairs. It was We moved rooms so many times. But look, the point is, I lost my dream room. Yeah. Because of you. <laughs> and... <laughs> Mom said, Colby gets whatever. So he got that room. And so when I moved back in and mom said, you can have this room and you can do this. I said, I'm loving this. That's right. Mom's taking care of me now. What is happening here? (laughs) Well, the thing is, it makes the most sense for me to be here. I just hate it. I know. (laughs) It's the way it has to be, but I just hate it. It won't be for long. Look, the deal was I could live here until Colby permanently moved back in, in which case then I will need to move out, which I am saving up for a house, and we are going to make that happen. Yes. So it'll just be temporary. You better. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Our sibling rivalry is coming out right here to you live, yeah, mildly okay. professional. We're, we're the mild siblings, though. We don't really fuss at each other. <laughs> no, really? not really. Yeah. We're, we're pretty solid. We're pretty solid. Yeah, we're the mildly professional siblings. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, get, we get along, but... Um, but yeah, so I don't know. That's kind of it. We just wanted to showcase what, because obviously Laura and I graduated college a while ago. And like we said, Colby and I have a four-year age difference. But we were just making, we just want to check in with the youth of America, see what they're feeling like, see what they're yeah. learning and see where they're at. And what do you have to say to anybody who's about at your stage in life? You got any words of wisdom? Uh, Yeah. Don't stress out and don't get anxious because everything will work out. It's like when people have depression. Just don't be sad. <laughs> No, just, just kidding. Don't be sad. It's <laughs> totally. fine. Well, if it was that easy, I wouldn't be sad. <laughs> when you put it that way, I mean, geez, it's all gone. So, yes, get so get the support and help that you need. Reach out to mentors. Mentorship is really yes. important. Um, really important. Do you have a mentor, Colby? Do I have a mentor? Oh, God. Anyway, we're right. gonna, and on that note, we are going to talk to my, <laughs> we're going to talk to my brother about having a mentor. Yeah. So he he didn't listen to that episode, obviously. No. <laughs> so you can follow us at Mildly Professional Podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can see us on Reddit. Yes, our username on Reddit. Ooh, that's a that's a fun social media platform. Right. Oh, we have a subreddit, and you can email us at mildlyprofessional two four nine at gmail dot com if you would like to send us any information. Please DM us on Instagram any stories that you have as well. We would love to talk about those on season two. And our next episode will be episode eight, where we go over different pieces of advice that we got from many different people throughout our lives, different ages, um, pretty diverse group of people that we have giving the best and worst career advice they've ever received. So we're very excited about that. What is our subreddit? Mildly just mildly nice. professional. Our username, it trips me up because I don't really know Reddit all that well. So my husband made fun of me because I put <laughs> our username under our <laughs> description, like on mm-hmm. where you can follow our Instagram and all that. I put our username and apparently that's the lame thing to do. Um, so you have to put your subreddit, not your username. Uh, okay, so we put our subreddit. Yes, because our username is something cute, like mildly profesh. Oh, yeah. That. Like, P-R-O-S-H. Or P-R-O-S-H. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like we've already... Yeah, okay. Anyway. It's been a long day. I came straight here, pretty much, from work. So. My only prof. My only prof. Well, you know, prosh. I vote we should end with 
But hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we end with that, Colby, what is your TikTok? Because Colby is a great musician and great singer. And where can they follow you on TikTok? Oh, yeah. Go follow me at colby.c.davis on TikTok if you want to support me. And give him a better username. <gasps> the drama. But it's my name. It's all coming What's out What's better now? than my name? That's too much. What do you mean my colby.c.davis? <laughs> Mine is literally Laura and Awesomeness or Laura Awesomeness, something like that. So, like, I think he's fine. Oh, my gosh. I feel like it's fine. Where's that card that you could do a whole lot better? Where's that one? Right. Just kidding. You could do a whole lot I'm better. just kidding. I follow you. I like your videos. Yep, same. What did you say you wanted to end on? I don't know. I just saw that and thought it was funny. Okay. Colby pulled up a Who's Most Likely to card, and it says, Who's Most Likely to Trample a Kid on Black Friday? And oh, it, no. And it's you. Why is it <laughs> Wow. Depends on the kid. Because you're... Oh! <laughs> maybe it's Laura. <laughs> I don't know, you're just so big in the Black Friday. I can just envision you trying to go for something and these kids being in your way and being like, move! And you're running and trying to get your thing. She pretends that she's really good with children so that one day she can run them over <laughs> oh my for gosh. Black Friday sales. The seriousness I am about Black Friday was just that. I loved growing up when my mom took me Black Friday shopping. It was just the best thing. It was the two of us. So we would sweet. go out. We would get Christmas presents for people. We would go... We would go to shoe carnival. I remember specifically shoe carnival. Hmm. But yes, I tend to treat children like they are my equals. She does. So they would get trampled. Yeah. <laughs> and not in a bad way, but because, you know what? They got to learn someday. You know? And yeah, I just, I treat children like they're my equals. I treat them, I treat them with respect. I think they deserve just as much respect as adults do. Mm-hmm. So not that I would actually run them over, but this is a more universal idea that I have. Emotional trampling. Emotional trampling, <laughs> right. No. I just think that kids, when they speak and ask questions, should be validated. And I think that it's become a common thing in society to just kind of go, oh, you're asking a dumb question. Oh, my gosh, stop asking questions. No, you should answer them. And I know they'll ask multiple times, but still, yeah, just do it. I like to tell Harper, my niece, one of my nieces, um, whenever she gets really upset, I'm like, you have big feelings right now, don't you? <laughs> like, yeah. you have big feelings. Because it's like they can't control themselves because they're just so overwhelmed with their feelings. So. And I do lots of research on how to teach kids how to express emotions. And that, I think I told you with, with Harper, mm-hmm. that pushing thing. Like they use yeah. their whole body to push against your hands and it makes them feel better because they release those emotions. And yeah. it's really important to know those things. Okay, children are important. They are the future of America. And we should not discount them. And I'm done. So you guys can, you guys can And you cut. thought it would just be a simple Amber Tramples children. <laughs> and then we turn into TED Talks. <laughs> well, okay. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Colby, for joining us today. Yeah, your uh, input is invaluable. And we really appreciate your um, the song that you created for us. We really do appreciate yeah. it. So we get a lot of compliments. It costs, yeah. <laughs> it costs $50. The first one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Thanks, guys, for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Um, We also have a TikTok. Find us somewhere in there and shoot us an email, and we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.